Hey, what's up, online family? We are stoked that y'all are with us this week watching this message. This series is called On Purpose, and in it, we're going to talk about the fact that you were made on purpose, yeah. that God has a purpose for your life. Yeah. And here's the part I want you to get is that you can relax because God is a master at letting you know what you need to know when you need to know it. Yeah, so hey, we hope this week's message is a blessing to you. If it is, feel free to share it with somebody. We love you. Have an awesome week. God bless you. We are going to start a new series today, and uh, our new series is called On Purpose. Here's the, here's the graphic, and uh, you can see there's a maze in there. And, uh, you know, I've, I've, you know this is, we live in the area where you have corn mazes all over, right? Somebody had one on their Facebook this morning I saw, and it was, it was all mowed down, and it said it was a corn maze for older people. Okay. All right. Well, one thing I don't like about mazes, you know, and there's a cool part to them, but I don't like being lost. You ever get lost? Are you the guy that gets lost or the gal that gets lost and doesn't want to ask directions? That's kind of me and our family here. You know, Dana usually knows where she's going, but, but if we're lost, you know, I like... I remember being lost different times in, in our life. I remember one time in particular, in, we're in New York City, and Dana and I had left our little group, you know, at the restaurant and took a subway home. And we thought, cool, we got this stuff down. And man, we got so turned around and then it poured rain on us. And we we're like, not, and, and actually Dana was freaking out. And she was like, ah, and she was gonna run. And I said, get back here, stay with me. <laughs> Don't you run away. It's kind of how our marriage can go sometimes, you know. And she goes, come on. No. Maybe that isn't quite right, but anyway. <laughs> but the thing is, is that, you know, it can freak you out to be lost. It can freak you out to be lost in life. And, and the thing that we're going to talk about in this series, you know, there's a few things. You know, it's called On Purpose. And one thing we want to communicate through this series is this, is that you were made on purpose. Do you hear me? Every one of you, you were made on purpose. You're not a mistake. You're not an accident. You were made on purpose. You were fashioned by God. And, and he, he, the other thing is, is that he has a plan for you. He has a purpose for you here on the earth. And, and uh, we'll look at that more. But, but, you know, rest assured, there's a reason for your existence. You have a voice in this earth. You have an influence, you know, here in, in, on planet earth. And, and God wants to use you. He, we, we are shooting to be used to the maximum potential that God has for us. I mean, you know, are we there? Hey, no, I'm, I miss it. But you know what? I got to have a goal and I'm going to shoot towards it. You know, and, and the other thing that we want to communicate throughout this series, I'm not going to say that we're going to hit all this today, but throughout this series, we want to communicate this, that God is an absolute master at getting his will over to us, letting us know what it is he's calling us to. And, and if you're like me, you know, I, I'm, I'm an inquiring mind. I want to know it, and I want to know it now, you know. And sometimes I can get frustrated because in life, what God usually does is he shows you a step. He usually shows you, and I'm like, I want to see it all. The thing is, is that if I saw it all, it would probably freak me out, and I'd freeze and not be able to even take the step that's there before me. 
But God is a master at, you know, and sometimes he'll give me glimpses into the future and I just see a little bit of something and, you know, but don't get all hung up on that. Just be encouraged by it. But know this, that he is going to make plain to you the steps in this life. You know, he'll, he'll, he'll shine light. Faith is not walking around in the dark, okay? Faith, you know, some people think about faith and they think, oh, you know, it's just jumping off a cliff. It's just, you know, having a blindfold on and going around through life and just trusting God that he's, no, God doesn't work that way. God doesn't lead you in the dark. He leads you in the light. He makes your steps sure. He'll, he'll bring confidence into your heart confidence so that you can say, yeah, yeah, I know the steps I'm taking. I know that God has made a way for me and I'm going to follow him in the plans that he has for me. I'll tell you another thing we want to communicate in this series is when it comes to hearing God and, and fulfilling your purpose on the earth and, and, and everything, sometimes we just need to relax. I feel like, you know, last week that was my, my word, but it, it carries over this week too because, you know, when we get all worked up about stuff and, and in, a, in a tiz about things, it's very difficult to, to hear God, you know? The first thing I'd tell you, man, is just relax. Trust God, you know? Believe that He loves you, that He's big enough. How many believe He's big enough to make His will known to you? You know, really, he wants to lead you in all the areas of life. You know, now, now again, I, I always got to gotta say this, you know. He, you know, you don't get so intertwined in this thing that, my goodness, I can't even know if I can order a cup of coffee or I don't know what I should put on today. Maybe it's not the will of God that I wear tan and, and blue, you know. What if, what if he wanted me to wear purple today? Or, you know, no, come on, don't get weird. God, you know, following God doesn't make you weird. It makes you sane, okay? It makes you relevant to the day. It makes you come across as somebody who has a trust in the Most High God. It can, you come across like, man, there is a plan. There is a plan, and we're following it. And, and I tell you, God is certainly faithful. Amen. All right, so let's, let's get some scripture here. In Jeremiah 29, 11, in fact, today I've got a number of scriptures I'm going to read. We'll see how many we get through. But we're just cracking the surface today. And we're talking about, you know, these things that we mentioned. But in Jeremiah 29, 11, very familiar scripture to some. Uh, and I like to read this one. It's maybe the only verse I just pull out on the NIV. But it, it says it this way. It says, for I know... The plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. So from this, I can see this with confidence is that, that God has a purpose for me. He has a purpose for you here on the earth. And the thing about his plan and his purpose, you know, is not to drain you and, 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 and bring you down to nothing. Sometimes that's happened in my life because I've run from his plan and I feel like, oh my goodness, how, what, you know, I'm lost. What am I doing? Well, I got to turn around and follow him. You know what Christian life is full of? It's full of repenting. And, and, and if you don't know what repenting is, repenting is not some mysterious, mystical word. It's as simple as this. It's just changing my mind. It's changing my mind and going a different direction. 
You know, uh, sometimes that happens to me before I get to the coffee pot in the morning. You know, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm on my way and I turn around, I go another way. Well, it's called repenting. It's just turning around, changing things. And sometimes the way I've thought about God and his plan for me, I've had to repent. Doesn't mean I work myself into some emotional state where I'm just, you know, quivering and shaking and, 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 and blowing snot everywhere. Sorry, excuse me. But, but no, that's not really repenting. Repenting is just, just saying, wow. I was going the wrong way. I'm going to turn around and go another way. And, and, and uh, one thing I had to repent of as, as, a, as a new Christian, in fact, I didn't even know it was called repenting then. I just thought, well, I, I guess I was wrong. And I, I repented in this thinking that God's plans for me, God's purpose for me on the earth would be boring. You know, that, that God was just some kind of a party pooper, that he would just, just rain on my parade and just not, wouldn't be fun following him. It would just be ho-hum. No, that's not the way it is. I had to repent and realize this, that God has plans for me, and they're good plans, plans to cause me to prosper and be a success in the earth. He has that for you. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. You know, probably one of the, the, the top prayer requests that I hear people coming, coming with, you know, they need prayer and agreement, is, is this. It's for direction in life. Direction in life. And part of the reason could be this, is that it's an ongoing thing that you get direction in life. You know, none of us have it all figured out. In just about the time that, that you know, we, we think we do, I tell you, there's a new adventure before us. There's something that we maybe hadn't thought of before. What was that other song? I, I tell you, I got all I needed out of the songs today. You know, his thoughts are, 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 are higher, or his thoughts are wilder. I like the way that's said. You know, his ways are higher and his thoughts are wilder. Did you ever think about that? God's thoughts are wilder than your thoughts. He's a wild man. And it's a good wild. It's a good thing. So Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. It says, For we're his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God has beforehand, uh, prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Say, I'm his workmanship. I said this already today. I'm going to say it again. You're not a mistake. You were, you were planned by God. You were planned by God. You might have been a surprise to your parents, but man, God planned for you. He prepared a way for you. I like some other versions here. It says this that says in, in um, the Amplified, it says we're God's own handiwork. His handiwork. Do you think God knows how to make things? He made you. He made you well. It says, we're his workmanship created in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we may do those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand for us, taking paths which he prepared ahead of time, that we should walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. You know, there's a word in here that, that sometimes can make me cringe a little bit, this predestined word. You know, I felt a little bit of it here when I said it even. But, you know, don't get hung up on that word. There are things that God has planned and prepared. One thing he planned and prepared in this earth and he fashioned it to happen is, is, the, is the body of Christ. You know, I don't believe that everything in this world is God's will. 
Huh, can you believe that? I don't believe that everything that happens in this world is God's will. Can I give you an example? I don't think Hurricane Harvey was God's will for Houston. That's not something God dreamed up. We're living today in a world that's suffering the results of the fall of Genesis chapter 3. All right? In the beginning, God fashioned and created the world the way that it was supposed to be, but things changed when Adam and Eve ate of the fruit. Okay? Things change. This world, we re read this in communion. There's a law of sin and death that's operating in this world today, not the will of God. God's will is that, that all men would be saved and, and come to the knowledge of the truth. God's will is that none would perish. But the truth is that some people perish. The truth is that some people don't accept what Jesus offered them. Sad to say, there are things that happen in this world that are not God's will. So God has prepared a path, a plan for you. But here's the catcher. Can you hear me? Are you with me? Does nobody shut me off now? At least think about what I said. All right? Jesus is Lord. He has a plan for you, but here's the deal. I've found this to be true in my life. Even though there's a plan prepared, I've got to choose to walk in it. God never takes me and twists my arm and says, all right, you're going to walk in this, this plan. I'm telling you. No. He says, there it is. There's the way we choose to walk in it. That's the way he does it. Okay. You know, he didn't make me marry Dana. I chose to marry her. Okay. I think it was the will of God. I think it was his plan and everything, but I chose it. You know, he doesn't make anybody come to liberty. He didn't make me come to Menominee. He said, he, he put it in our hearts. He showed us that this was, was a, a path he had for us. And we said, yeah, we're doing that. We're going after it. Yeah, all right. Hot dog. All right, so, so we have a choice. We have a choice to make. And, and, and we can do our own thing in this life. We can goof off. Some people do. Some people, Christians, goof off. You know what? God will still love you. You can even go and do your own thing, you know, accept Jesus, but then just do your own thing, and you can still go to heaven. But I'll tell you what, you won't find the satisfaction you are meant to have here on planet Earth. You know, thank God there's heaven, and that'll be grand. I'm sure we'll, you know, all the tears will be wiped away. Why are there tears when we get to heaven? Well, I think part of it could be just, just that we may, have, may look back and say, wow, I could have done so much more. God was better than I thought he was. You know, I, I, I wish I would have just fully trusted him and followed him. But then God is so gracious and so cool, it says he just wipes away all that stuff. He says, eh, we're going forward. It's the thing about God is he's always taking us forward. He's not causing us to dwell on the past. He's not calling us to, to build three tents and camp out here. No, he's taking us on to new ventures, okay? New places to go with him. All right, let me read a couple versions of the, the verse that we just read in Ephesians 2.10. Uh, the Berkeley says, we're his formation 
formation. Do you ever see cool rock formations? You see some driving down 94. You get over into Colorado, and there's just amazing rock formations. Dana and I went to the place they call Garden of the Gods last year. And all it is is, is, is like 30-some different rock formations in this one little park. And it's, it's incredible. But it says that you're his formation. He, he made you. He created you in Christ for good works, which he prepared for you to enjoy in this life. You see, the plan that God has for you is not going to be a drudgery. Oh, Time to get up again. I don't even want to get out of bed and face the day. No, I tell you what, when you're following God's plan, you want to get up. And you want to face what he has because he takes you into good things. I'm not saying there's never going to be a dull day. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm saying this, that he'll bring life to even a dull day. I mean, I, I don't dread doing the things that God's called me to do. Sometimes he stretches me. Okay, sometimes it doesn't feel comfortable in my flesh following him. You want to know the honest truth? I am a, I'm a really, I'm a, I'm a big introvert. A big introvert. And, and, and what is that? What's an introvert? Well, it means that, that, that I get charged up just being alone. You know, spending time alone or with Dana, whatever, that charges me up. And, and I have to step out of my shell to be around people, to talk in front of people, my, 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 you know, I, I know I read places that it's, you know, a lot of times people's biggest fear in life is to talk in front, I was probably one of them people, I hated, when I was in grade school and junior high, teacher to ask a question, I didn't even want to raise my hand because I didn't want to talk, especially in that era of time when your voice was changing as a guy, you know, you know, I had a few of those experiences and I did raise my hand and you know, I sound like a bird or something, and like, could you say that again? <laughs> well, I'd rather not, but. <laughs> ah, God will stretch you. He'll take you places you never thought you'd go, but I'm telling you what, you can enjoy the ride. You can enjoy the ride. That's something I, I so appreciated about the time I worked for the Billy Graham Association. You know, we used to go and do these crusades and these, these, these schools and things in different places. I always went to the schools. They had these things called School of Evangelism. And it would be like a week where they brought speakers in from all over the world that were somehow connected with the Grams, and they would teach pastors and, and ministers on how to evangelize in their church or wherever they were at. There would be little conferences and then big, big meetings at night with the uh, main speaker and all this. And, and I tell you, we would work pretty hard, you know, and there was a, there was a standing rule that no matter how late you were out, you were, you were to be up at 6 a.m. for the, the staff breakfast, and one time I actually, I actually overslept, and I'd been out till like 3 or 4 in the morning driving people to and from the airport, and I, I, I got a couple hours sleep, and I woke up, and I got the dreaded call from the head guy and says, Paul? It's 6.05, you're not at breakfast. And I was like, oh. But the thing I really wanted to say is that we had an attitude when we would work at these things is that we were going to have fun while we did it, you know? And it wasn't like, you know, such a pressure thing that if you ever made a mistake, you know, even when I got the dreaded call, you know, and he knew I'd been out, you know, late doing runs to the airport and doing things, you know, you know, as soon as he got the message across, he was laughing with me and saying, oh, get down here, we're holding the pancakes for you, you know, or whatever, you know. <laughs> God wants you to have fun while you're doing his will. 
Sounds like you're just talking about life's a party. Well, sort of. Sort of is. Sort of is when you're following him. He'll bring life to dry situations. He'll bring purpose to your life. So Johnson is, is a good one. The Johnson translation, he says it like this. We are God's artistry. His creative work produced by our relationship to Christ. We're God's artistry. Artistry. Another one, the Jerusalem says, we're God's work of art created in Christ. Now, Dana has been, been doing some fun painting at home, and I really enjoy it. But it's like I come home and I see what she's doing. I'm like, wow, that's so good. God made you. You're his work of art. There's value in your life. I'll tell you, if you were a painting that was painted by one of the, the classics, you know, I don't even know these, all these artists. My, my brother-in-law studies the classic artists, and then he does modern interpretations of them and things. And, 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 but he studies them. But if you, if you were a, a work of art created by one of what they call the masters, I'll tell you, your value would skyrocket. Well, the truth is, you are created by the master. And your value goes off the charts. Your value can't even be measured in earthly terms because God has a plan for you. All right, a couple more things here. Hebrews chapter uh, 12, we'll look at this. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. We're just, again, we're just opening this topic up. I think it's, this is really an important topic. You need to know you're, you, you have value. You need to know you have purpose. And as Christians, I'll tell you what, we need to know the voice of God. We need to know his leading in life. I mean, you know, you could learn all the faith principles and all this kind of stuff, and I, don't, I tell you, I, I think they're great. But I tell you, it all comes together when you learn how to hear God directing your life. You know, it's always worth it in life when you have big decisions is to, is to spend enough time with God that you have peace about the decision you're making. Some people are going to get married. Well, I'd just say this. I'd, I'd say, have you asked God? Have you prayed? Have you got a peace in your heart? You know, have you heard heaven? You know, as a married person, when there's big decisions to make, I, I personally think that there's a value in, in, in waiting till the spouse, the, the, the husband and wife are in agreement before you proceed. You know, when they're big decisions, I'm not talking about, well, you think we should go to the grocery store? Well, come on. Make some things on your own, but bring God with you to the grocery store. But when there's big life-changing decisions to make, spend enough time with God to have a certainty in your heart. I'm not telling you there won't be doubts flying in your head, but I'm talking about on the inside of you that you've got a peace. Okay? All right, Hebrews chapter 12, it says this, Where, Therefore, we also, since we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, we lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and was sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your, your souls or in your minds. Um, 
this is all I wanted to say is that there is a race before you. There is a race before you. And as we go on this race, the key thing here that I find is, is keep our eyes fixed on the prize. Keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. That's what gives us certainty and, and surety. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7, we'll go with this one too. The Apostle Paul said this towards the end of his life, at the end of his life. He said this, he said, I fought the good fight, I've finished the race, and I've kept the faith. I've finished the race, and I've kept the faith. Um, you know, there's something about starting out in a race, but there's also something about finishing a race. God's called you not just to run a race, but he's called you to complete the plan that he has for you. I love it. The Apostle Paul says this at the end of his life. You know, there were opportunities along the way that he could have departed from the earth. But here at the end of his life now, he says this. He says these words that are so important. He says, I've fought the good fight. I've finished, I've, I've run the race. I've finished the race. Something like that. Anyway, <laughs> he says, so I've, there was a race to run. And there's a finish line that we can go through. And all of it, you know, is keeping our eyes on Jesus all the way. Hallelujah. Are you out there this morning? Hallelujah. All right. Do we go further? I think we'll probably stop pretty close here. Let me just say a couple random things. You know, again, don't be afraid of missing it, okay? Don't be afraid of missing it in life. You know, the, did you hear what pastor was talking about today? He was talking about having purpose. God has a purpose for me. So then you get so wound up in it that you are afraid to take a step. This is the thing about God that is so good and about following him is, 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 is I, as I walk with him, I go, sometimes it's easier to hear a no than it is to hear go ahead. And sometimes when I'm walking with him, trying to follow him, I'll take a step that might not be right, but then it's, you know what it feels like? It feels like you're taking a bath with your socks on. Don't try that. If you did, you know what I'm talking about. What am I doing here? I'm not, I'm not being fully productive. Something's not right. See, these, these, these things will come to you if you're going the wrong way, and you can almost learn more sometimes by taking the wrong step than you can the right. I could be challenged on that one, I know. But hear what I'm saying. Hear my heart in it. I'm just saying don't get all worked up about it. Don't get all nervous about it. Don't get in fear about missing it. God has his hand on your life. and He's going to make his way clear. And even if you took a wrong step, I'm telling you what, he can get you back on course. You know, you could be going the wrong way for years. And all it takes is one repent. What do you mean? Repent. You keep saying that word. All it takes is you turn around and immediately you're going the right way. And he's so good that maybe you've lost ground. Maybe you feel like you're supposed to be going to Texas and you ended up in Nebraska and from here that's the wrong way. But I'm telling you what, even if you did, he'll, he'll GPS you right into the perfect lane and you'll get to the right place right when you need to be there if you just trust him, okay? Thank you for listening to Liberty Christian Center's podcast. To partner with this ministry or for any additional information, please visit libertychristiancenter.org.